0: Lay.
1: Sir. Yeah. Yeah. In the, yeah. all right, the show goes on. All right. morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they the on, all right, all right.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast previewing the 2023 valero texas open yeah if you're asking what that tournament is yeah it, we get it we get it it's it's kind of how it goes uh we'll break that down maybe talk a little match play and more importantly the masters is a week away basically so we got that going for us check out the podcast on twitter at always press dfs i am on twitter at BD Intric and my co-host is always on twitter at dfs golf gods jesse how are you doing my friend
1: i'm good how are you
0: Doing well. Doing well. Uh, did you get to catch any of the match play this past week?
1: Yeah, I watched uh, most of it Wednesday through uh, Saturday. Play golf on Sunday and didn't watch a whole – I watched the morning matches on Sunday, but I didn't watch the like the championship match because I was just rooting for Scheffler. So once he got knocked out, I was kind of over and done with for me. How about yourself? Yeah
0: yeah i watched a little bit early in the week i was golfing sunday for the first time in forever i was telling you earlier about that so we were keeping track on the phone and then we watched kind of the last i guess half of each match uh at the course afterwards while we we're grabbing a bite to eat but uh, it was cre- crazy thinking we were going to get Scheffler, Shuff- rory and it turned into burns cam young which was a pretty pretty fun to see still at the same time and uh, more importantly it was all group a players, which made me really laugh. Like the uh, elite of the elite still made it to the finals. So,
1: yeah, um, I mean, that was a, that was all world final four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Cam Young put on a show, Sam Burns. It's amazing what a new driver can do when we find that out a couple of weeks ago, he's playing great golf again, shocker. So we'll see how that transpires at Augusta next week. But uh, any other thoughts on the, like I'm bummed. I know you are. We both like match yeah. play. So that's not coming back even the golf course, like we talked about it last week you could see it watching it like certain holes. You have to take chances if you're behind and try to drive greens or do this and do that. It's a good golf course. If you want to put a tournament, just a regular tournament there, because it's just a lot of like make you take on chances or just kind of lay up and hope your approach shots get a chance. Like it's a, it's a fun course I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great course. I, I do think they would play it drastically differently if they um, were playing stroke play, but uh, and I don't know, there was a lot of birdies out there, so it, it may be a, just an absolute birdie fest, but it's a great match play course. Um, and it sucks that apparently we're not going to have that anymore. It's, I mean, like to me, match play is one of the most watchable things that there is throughout the year. I mean, like this week, am I going to watch Thursday's round of the Valero, all day Valero Texas open? Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't really. There's not really that much of a rooting interest. I mean a lot of that last week does have to do with the the strength of the field. I mean you have oh, yeah. uh, most of the best golfers in the world there so um, but at the same time like it's different and um, the golf course is great and yeah, I mean they got to figure something else out with that man.
0: Yep, it's got to happen. So, hopefully, it's only like a year hiatus or something, or you know, let live crumble in the next couple years, and then we'll probably get back to some normalcy because they ain't gonna not let the guys back in. Let's put it that way. Right. Like it's, yeah, let's just be real about the situation. they will let them take a little punishment, but they'll let they're coming back. If you see if DJ and Cam Smith and stuff start knocking on the door, it'll open. Probably. So, uh, let's be realistic about that one. And on that note, let's go. To the Valero Texas Open um, in San Antonio, Texas, and I'll let you give some past history. But I think it is kind of ironic. We have Live Orlando, we have the Masters next week, and we're playing a tournament at a golf course designed by Greg Norman and Sergio Garcia. So, um, what do you got for some past event history for the Valero Texas Open?
1: Yeah, last year uh, JJ spawned thirteen under two shots over uh, Matt Jones and Matt Kuchar. 2021 was uh, Jordan Spieth, 18 under two shots over Charlie Hoffman. 2020 was canceled. 2019 Corey Connors, 20 under two shots over Charlie Hoffman. Uh, 2018 Andrew Landry, 17 under two shots over Mullinax and Sean O'Hare. Kevin Chapel won this in 2017 at 12 under Charlie Hoffman actually did win this tournament. Uh, even though he's had two second place finishes since then at 12 under Jimmy Walker, past winner, Steven Bodich friend of the pod oh, uh, no. past champion and uh that's Adam. adam scott's not playing i mean zach johnson's won this twice i don't know if he's even in the field i'm not gonna play him doesn't really matter but that's pretty much it as far as what is relevant yeah 144 golfers t65 and ties as usual
0: there's about 10 golfers i believe in like the top I want to say fifty, but it might even be past that. Yeah, so just keep correct. that in mind. It's it, it's rough. A couple guys trying to like re you know the storyline of the week we, if Ricky wins, he gets in. And we've seen guys do it in the past when it was either the Houston Open or this. Uh because the Houston Open used to be here. Like I remember when um um Polter. Yeah, Polter did his thing. That was pretty impressive
1: and well Corey Connor's when, the um, year that he won. He had win to win I mean, again. He wasn't the name of Fowler or the name he is now, but he won that week to get into the Mastership. Most definitely. So as I mentioned earlier, it's TPC San Antonio, the
0: Oaks course. It is a par 72, 7,438 yards. Typical 10 par 4s, 4 par 5s, 4 par 3s. They deal with the par 3s. They uh, average over 200 yards. They're all pretty much over 200 yards. So similar to some events we've seen recently, par 3 scoring on 200 plus is going to be uh, a par is a great score. Let's put it that way. Um, some of the harder, bogey holes on the course are those part threes. You need to take advantage of the part fives. That is very important. There are some short part fours you can take advantage of as well. Uh, not a ton of water on this course. There's, I like, guess, comes into play on three holes, but you got tree lined uh, holes. I'm not going to say fairways because fairways are decent size. The rough isn't penal, but eventually you do get into the trees and you are in trouble. So uh, driving accuracy is still kind of important. Um, it is technically a long golf course given most, a lot of the long, uh, part of the course is those par threes i mentioned earlier still a long course so if you can bomb it and get away with it great you don't have to though as mentioned by some of the guys that have won here you can have good approach games uh weather is usually the issue if there's an issue at all a couple years ago there's a massive wave advantage it's been talked about a ton already um the winds look like potentially you could get an am pm advantage but keep an eye on that as a Texas wind, it changes worse than most places. So it's like Florida wind or any coastal wind. Texas is just as guilty of getting changes there. So when I looked at it Monday night, it was um, a little bit towards an AM-PM wave, it looked like. So keep an eye on that as well. We'll discuss that in the, in the Discord if, if something pops up there. Uh, otherwise, greens are very difficult to hit because they're usually firm and fast. So approach game is key. Uh, scrambling is key. Lots of bunkers. So sand saves can be key. Basically bogey avoidance is key. If you want to go that way, it's one of the hardest holes when it comes to birdie or better on, on the tour, which is kind of ironic when you think of this place, cause it's not like a crazy golf course, but it makes these guys work for it. The winning scores are usually not too high. You might get into the mid teens like Jesse mentioned on some of them. Um, other than that, um, I think that's about it. You might find another a couple other quirks here and there, but, Oh, and um potting's not easy on these greens. They're quick, very, very quick, quick greens, uh, Bermuda greens. So keep that in mind as well. What stats are you looking
1: at this week? Yeah, I mean, just a lot of the the typical stuff, greens and regulation or stroke scan approach, depending on how you want to use that. Um, plenty of course history, obviously, too. And, Birdie, you're better. I mean, you know the the depending on the weather, the wind is really the only thing that's going to hold guys back from getting into the mid-teens here. Is the winner. So that's what you really need in order to win the golf tournament. Most definitely. So let's
0: get into your DK picks for the week. And, again, there are some big dogs here, but for the most part, guys just trying their best to get some points or maybe luck in to the Masters next week. But we'll start 10K and above. you got Tyrell Hatton at 10-9, hopefully the hand injury that he sustained – Warming up on Wednesday, which made both of us so happy, Jesse. Um, Hopefully, he's okay there. 10-9. You got Matsuyama at 10-5. Ricky Fowler at 10-2. Man, how that has risen. And he's kind of earned it, though. And Corey Connors at 10-1. So, four guys in the 10K range. Jesse, what are you looking at here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd love to play Terrell, but, like, I I don't know how you do. I'm surprised he's even playing in this event because I would. he's in the Masters. So, I mean, he's... Before the match play was coming off back to back top fives, finished second at the players. There obviously with that great Sunday round, but and then goes over. I mean, just blanked. Um, didn't never really look competitive. It was an odd tournament for him that last week. Um, but I mean, I think the guy. Like, I don't know that I'll play any of the guys up here. But if you want to go like Narrative Street, Fowler, um, Connor's past champion, I'm just not in love with anybody. Connor's never missed the uh, the 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 cut here, and he looked like he has a pretty good form last week at the match play, which, uh, you know, is a different deal, but he was hitting it pretty well, it seemed like. So, you know, I would lean Connors over Fowler, but would I talk anybody out of playing any of these guys? Probably not. Am I going to play any of them? Probably not.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the the easy way I'll say is I'm probably staying out here because, like, I'd love to play Ricky. I expect him to be quite popular. Uh, same with Corey Connors. And do I want to play a ton of chalk in this tournament, per se, especially when they're not like the names of – let's say John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler, right. probably not. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the way it goes. Like some of those guys that we talk about, just yeah, you just play them and you just eat it and figure it out later. Not these guys per se. So, like, ideally, if we find out Hatton's healthy, I think he comes in low on because of the price tag. You don't want to go in the six case too much here. He's very intriguing. Very, very intriguing. Other than that, you know, like you said, Fowler and Connors are probably strong plays, but strong plays that are going to be chalky that I'm going to avoid for the most part. 9K range, you got Taylor Montgomery at 99, Siwoo at 97, Davis Riley at 95, Kirk 93, Kooch 92, and Ryan Fox at 9,000. I can definitely start here and be a lot better off, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'd rather start here, even in the 8K range. There's plenty of plays, or at least guys, um, to make things kind of a little bit more balanced. But Taylor Montgomery at 99, um, he – I can't remember what – I don't have the stats for last week of where he finished – Um, he won his group, didn't he? I believe so. I can check for you while you're talking. And and one thing that I read earlier today too, was like, this is one of the easiest places on tour to three putt. Um, so I, I would love to, you know, play him and his putter. Uh, he's been putting it well and played pretty well last week. Davis Riley at 95 is somebody else too. Um, 63rd here. Last year, coming off a of 19th place finish at the Valero, Matt Kuchar. I know for a fact he won his um, yeah he did. his pod last week. He's not missed a cut here since 2015, finished second here last year in a, in a down year for Cooch. Um I, I feel like he's figuring it out. Uh, so I do like Cooch quite a bit. And then uh, Ryan Fox, he's never played here, um, but he also hasn't missed a cut since mid-October. Yeah. Uh, been playing on the PGA Tour here for the last three events. As far as the match play, the players Arnold Palmer he's made well, obviously there's no cut at the at the at the match play, but he made the cut at the previous two cut events, finishing 27th at the Players Championship, 14th at the API. So solid start for him on his PGA Tour season here.
0: Yeah, um, the more I'm looking at it, Montgomery did not make it out. Of, okay. Um, I think what you're thinking of is um, I'm pretty sure he's the one that faced Cam Young and he Montgomery's like six under and Cam Young was just smoking everything.
1: Oh yeah, if he was in Cam Young's, yeah, r- pretty pod, I'm pretty, yeah. Sure
0: that, pretty sure that's the one that was because Cam Young, if people weren't keeping track at home, did pretty well. God. So um, yeah, I don't yeah. think we got to worry about him too much. In the 9K range, I'm gonna keep playing the dude. Let's see what Cam. Absolutely love him. Uh, it stinks because people are all starting to love him now, and I will keep it on record. I've been playing him pretty much the entire season. Uh, when people still hated Siwoo. uh, obviously, there's a big name in the industry that loves CW, so we don't have to go that far. But, um, you know, he's ninth in my model over the last 24 rounds, he's 10th in par four scoring, sixth in bogey avoidance, which could be big, um, 11th in birdie or better, and third in the par three, 200 to 225. So, there's a lot to like here. Par five scoring, surprisingly, not great for CW, and we do like it more on Pete die courses. Of course, this is not a Pete die course, but uh, I don't mind Siwoo at 97. Davis Riley at 95 is another guy I'll take a, a chance at. He's first in opportunity he's gained over the last 24 rounds. Um, coming into this event, Davis Riley, uh, 19th at Valspar, miscut at players, 8th at API, 29th at Honda. So playing some pretty strong golf overall. And he made his debut here last year with a 63rd. Not great, but he made the cut. Obviously, in my opinion, playing much better golf right now. So Riley can be good. I like Chris Kirk as well. At 93, he's third in my model. He's like a top 15 in a lot of the key categories I'm looking at. And um, when you look at Kirk, he's made three of the last four cuts. who were two top sixes uh, in, in that uh, setup. Cooch is in play. Uh, you mentioned Fox. Like, I love the 9K range, so I can pretty much named them all, unfortunately. But um, like Kim, Kirk, and Cooch would probably be my top three. But if you need ownership pivots, I don't mind Riley or Fox. I think they could be really good ones in these ranges. And um, yeah, 9K, I think I'll be starting out with a couple guys here. And building down below, 8K range. You got the apparently match play assassin in JJ Spawn. That was one I did not see coming no, at I all. No. At 8,900 dollars, Norn at 88, Ben Griffin at 87, CBez. Who, man, he looks lost, and then he has a good week, and he has another good week, and then he looks lost again. It's like he's a he's a tilting one. Good GPP play though. He's 86. Matt Wallace coming off his Punta Cana victory at 85. Dietrich 84. Cam Davis 83. Shank 82. D Thompson 81. And Nikolai Hogard coming off a good performance in Punta at eight K. So what do you like in this range?
1: I know Thompson WD today. Is Shink still on the field?
0: Oh, he did. I I have not seen any WDs today, so let me check while you do your thing.
1: Um, so for me, uh, because it, it just there neither one of those guys are on my list currently. Um Ben Griffin at eighty seven hundred played last week, didn't didn't play bad at all whatsoever. Uh he's just have a he's just having a really really good season now can he win or at least get inside the top 10ish to kind of pay off his price here that kind of remains to be seen but uh but I do like his game right now at 8700 bucks Matt Wallace like you said coming off the the victory last week um finished 7th at the Valspar the week before that so both pretty solid finishes there uh he, before that he was miscut 29th miscut miscut 16th miscut mis I mean like so it's been up and down for him Cam Davis at 8300. Uh he he played here last year finished 69 or in 2021 played finished 69th, missed cut in 2019. Uh coming off a sixth place fi- finish at the at the players and I played him last week so I followed quite a bit of uh you know kind of what was going on with him and, and he had actually some pretty good rounds. Um I think he was also in that Cam Young. He was close to Cam Young. I don't know if he's in that region or not. And last but not least, Nikolai Hoygaard uh, second last week over in the Dominican Republic, he's been playing the PGA Tour or the Euro PGA Tour, um, and playing pretty well over there. Does have a, a top five and in, in in one of his last four starts over there, so um, he bombs it, and uh, that could be a little bit of an advantage this week. Did you find out about those other two? Um, I saw that
0: Thompson's out. I see nothing on Shanks as far as I know. Shank is still in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it because Brian Gay withdrew. If you were interested in him, you can cross him off, too. Just throwing that one out there. Um, so keep that in mind, folks, at home. If you're playing Brian Gay for some reason, you must have like 3,000 lineups. Um, 8K range. I, I do – JJ Spawn defending champion, liked what we saw last week. It could make him chalky for one, which that's terrifying, a chalky JJ Spawn, But, you know, he's playing pretty good golf again after kind of a couple of weeks of – what just happened to him? So he's intriguing. I like Ben Griffin, though, 36th in my model. He's first around the green uh in this field. And when you look at the, the recent performances from Griffin, 45th at the Valspar, 35th of the Players, 14th at API, 21st at Honda, he's playing some general good golf. First time here. So we'll see how that goes, but coming in in really good form. So I don't mind that. I like Matt Wallace as well. You mentioned his success. He's 10th and par five in this field, which is great. Sixth and dirty or better. Uh, outside of like off the tee, he rates out pretty well across the board. His approach game is seventh in this field in the last 24 rounds. So I think Wallace is a very strong play as well. I like Dietrich. He's a guy that can get birdies and bunches. He can also tilt your face off at times. But 8400 bucks in this strength, I like. If Shank is in the field, I love Adam Shank in this event. Uh, a great putter, which could be important here. Fifth and par five scoring in this field. Par three scoring is his weakness. So we'll see how that goes. And then last but not least, Hogard's one of my favorite plays in this entire event at 8k he's just too cheap because he's a europe player that nobody knows um you mentioned his success over there i had him in my lineup my one lineup last week in punta cana because he was too cheap there too um very good golfer very very good golfer so i'll take my chances there if he m- misses the cut at 8k that's fine with me i think he's a he's a guy in my opinions high eight low 9k guy he should be like around ryan fox at least and in, in my opinion so i, I like hogar quite a bit at eight thousand dollars 75 to 79. You got your boy, Aaron Rye, Brendan Todd, Sam Ryder, Putnam, Pendrith, Hostler, Taylor, Buckley, Smalley, uh, Kim, Wu, Kazire, and Robbie Shelton. So, who you like in here?
1: Uh, start up top there at 7,900. Um, both of the guys at 7,900 because Rye is also $7,900. But Brendan Todd, of uh, course, history pretty good. Eighth year last year, missed cut the year before. That, that, which was 2016, there was a large gap there. 30th, 6th, 61st. So pretty solid. Two straight made cuts for him on tour. I'm afraid I'm not going to be alone, but I love Aaron Rye this week. 29th yeah, year, week. I'm not going to be alone. Uh, i probably not because I'm with you, so it means you're in trouble. <laughs> Actually, I would. I mean, a lot of times when we have the same plays, it's good. Except for last week, yeah. Terrell Hatton was not good, but – how are we supposed to
0: know when there's no reporters reporting on anything? 100%. Like, does, uh, like, he, hey, I'm going to say this much. Yeah. He has a press conference Wednesday after his pro-am this week. If no one asks about that hand, they should all be <laughs> fired from their job. Yeah.
1: All of that. I, I agree 100%. Like, we got to figure out what was going on there. Yeah. And is it still lingering? I, yeah. Uh, but love Aaron Wright, 7,900. Uh, Bo Hostler at 7,700. We're back in Texas. He's a Texas boy, finished fourth year last year. 69th the year before that 36 51st so four straight made cuts at this event for him but four straight missed cuts on tour Um, (laughs) not great uh you know the the, he he did have two top 15 finishes uh phoenix open and at&t um before the four straight missed cuts but uh, it is what it is there Pendrith has never played here uh but Two straight make cuts for him on tour. He played last week over in the Dominican Republic, finished 70th. Um, I mean, not having necessarily a great year, but for what it is at 7,700, I would trust him more than the rest of uh, these guys here, and that's all I've got. Yeah, I love Aaron Rye as well. Uh, He's 10th in my model,
0: 11th off the tee, third in good drives, which you want. Phenomenal approach guy because, you know, he keeps those irons nice and warm. So um, Aaron Rye (laughs) is, is nice. I don't mind Brendan Todd. You know, he's he's a good uh, bogey avoidance player, and I feel like this where making the cut, if it gets windy and whatnot, he's interesting. I prefer Rye Todd's play, a great pivot ownership-wise, 100%. So I don't hate that. Andrew Putnam, 35th in my model. We know how good of a putter he is, which is always great. Um, he finished 41st here last year. He's made three out of four cuts here. 41st, missed cut, 36th, 8th. So he's had decent success at this tournament. 19th of the players, 53rd of API so um putnam is a guy i wouldn't mind looking at you mentioned hostler it's like if it's in texas or it's at pebble beach you want bub hostler yeah. apparently like he, he made the cut at pebble and at uh, waste management you like said he hates florida apparently that's just what it comes down to he went there and it just went downhill different so grass. Um, yeah it's just it's different grass and certain dudes just you know we talk about fit for a course um sometimes you just throw the stats out the window i got a guy later you're gonna want to Actually, he's in this range. I'll get to him in a minute. Um, it's strictly a Texas narrative. It worked a ton last year. Might not work this year, but we'll see. Uh, Nick Taylor's interesting. I have I went back and forth on him when I was clicking my my stars on this. Comes in um, ranked really well on my model. But, um, you know, tournament-wise, miscut 59-52nd, miscut 22nd. Like recently, not great here. But, you know, we, we remember the Phoenix tournament that he had, which was amazing. Finished 10th at the Vals par but then miscut uh, players on API I guess for tournaments, I could see that having some appeal. Brandon Wu, I just keep playing. The dude's a birdie a birdie or better, seventh in this model. He attacks pins. I don't know if that's the greatest thing to do at this course, but he's 20th on approach in this field. Not bad. The other Texas narrative I'm going to throw out there is Patton you know, And weirdly enough, in the last 24 rounds, he's first in par five scoring in this field, 14th in birdie or better, 12th in par threes. But he sucks on par fours, horrible at bogey avoidance, can't find the fairway. So pick your poison. But we're up going with this, the narrative street here. Um, missed the cut here last year, ninth year before. That year before 2021 when he was feeling it, I think it was here, Houston, and whatever other uh, – it. Um, oh, it's going to bug me. The other Texas tournament um, named after – a famous golfer from last year. Oh, Byron Nelson. No, Byron Nelson. He loves the Texas tournaments, loves them. And so just again, narrative street, if you believe in narrative street, otherwise stay away. I'm just warning you now, don't text me or DM me or whatever. If he's like six over on Thursday, (laughs) but don't expect me to, I won't, I won't DM you when he's four under on Friday. So we'll call it (laughs) deals a deal, but uh, yeah, it's a fun range and this is a rough field. So you got to kind of start planting flags and, desire will have next to no ownership. I'll just throw that out there right now. So that's the kind of play. If you're in a big field tournament, go for it. Small field cash, probably not seven K to 74. We have a lot of golfers, so I'm stopping naming them all here. Jesse, uh, who do you like? Yeah.
1: Been on at 7,400, um, cut here in 21, but, uh, finished seventh in 2019 and, uh, 40th in 2017, uh, two straight make cuts for him on tour, which he withdrew from the API, uh, Otherwise, he'd be at like – I mean, if he made that cut, obviously he shot 75 on Thursday, so maybe he wouldn't have. But he had five straight made cuts before the API as well. So playing solid golf, um, especially for somebody at 7,400 here. Nick Hardy at 7,400. He did miss the cut here last year, coming off a 13th place finish though last week. Over the Dominican, um, Sepp Straka, uh, 67th here last year, missed cut the year before that. 65th the players. Uh, but had a fifth-place finish at Honda. So just kind of looking at that, and obviously similar type of field um, okay. this week. Uh, the golf courses are different, uh, but you know he had all rounds in the under 70 at the Honda Classic, which is pretty fucking good. Um, Lonto Griffin at 7,200. Three of three made cuts at this event. He is coming off a miscut his last time out, which was the Genesis. I think he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury of some sort. <clears throat> Will Gordon, also 7,200, made the cut here in 2021, which was his only start. He finished 78th. Not great, but four straight mis- made cuts for him on tour. Ben Martin, 7,100. Uh, he has made th- four out of five cuts here. His best finish is 34th in 2021. Um, he's made four three in a row at this event uh, coming off an eighth-place finish last week uh, and, and has five straight made cuts on tour, so it's really good for somebody. He's too cheap in this field. At $7,100, yeah. Um, the good thing is, I mean, his buzz score on Fancy Labs here, which is uh, done by a different company, but it's only a 3.1, which isn't... which is big for the range, but it's not overly huge, so I don't know how high-owned he'll be, but yeah, I'm with you. That's That is... That is too much. And uh, last but not least, Podrick Harrington. If you want somebody at $7,000, he's made his last two cuts on tour, and he's made the cut here every other year that he's played. Um, Best finish was 10th in 2013. Uh, He's been kind of not playing this place every year, but about every other year and making the cut about every other time he starts. So he made the cut last time, if you like you know you may not want to play him i don't know strillman has never missed a cut here since 2011 so just a a pure course play or course history narrative and then last but not least ash k i mean i I, at seven thousand as well i mean it's he's a little too cheap it feels like yeah especially for as like much as people just love jamming him into lineups um he you know he finished 24th last week which is all right, he missed a cut at the Valspar, the but, you know, I mean, at, at 7,000, I would I would rather take a chance on him than Lee Hodges or really even Charlie Hoffman, um, just given Charlie's, you know, kind of form coming in. Uh, yeah, I'll training. say this much. Cuts. I I pulled up the
0: uh, ownership projections because I forgot we're doing a Tuesday show, so I got some. Um, Ashke, in this range, there's three guys at 10% or higher. Ashke is at 105 projected. Joseph Bramlett, who I like as well, is at 10%. And Ben Martin's almost at 16%. Oh, God. So, we'll see. But the thing is, it's one of those, like, I hate playing like we talked about the chalk up top, and $7,100 chalk is horrible. But in this field, Ben Martin should not be $700. Like, he just should Yeah, I agree. That's, that's the part that's kind of... But then again, I can't remember what tournament it was a month or two ago. We said the same thing about JT Poston, and he just freaking trunk slammed the entire place. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. But I'm 100% on the, the On train with you at 74. We've been kind of pounding his drum here for the last month or so. This feels, and I hate to say it, like a P-Rodge week. Um uh-uh. 45th in my model. The reason I like him, like he's not great off the tee right now, and he's struggling on his approach. He need a good approach game here. But <clears throat> he's second in the field around the green, which is huge at this event. He's eighth in par five scoring. You need to crush the par fives here. And he's third, in the par three is two hundred to two hundred twenty five yards, which is very big because you need pars are better there. That's where you'll see a lot of your bogeys. So, like I'm grasping at straws here, but you'll get him virtually unrostered uh, is what it comes down to. And at this event, fifty eighth last year, miscut, miscut. So it's like it's a dicey tournament play. I'll be one hundred percent honest; not as confident as usual. But the the key areas you really need to do well out here, he does well. The other areas, he does really badly. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a a dicey play, but I think there's something there. Uh, Garrett Higo, second in my model. He's intriguing at $7,300. Um, he's coming in, in in interesting form. 58th at Valspar, 44th at the player's miscut at the API, 29th at the Honda. So that's three out of four made cuts for Higo, which maybe he's starting to find some form. Love Will Gordon with you. I saw that consistency he's bringing. Uh, Nate Lashley's fourth in my model. He's fifth in good drives, third in par five scoring, 12th in bogey avoidance, which is pretty good. And with Lashley, what stood out to me also when I was looking at this um, finished 18th here last year after back to back cuts here. So maybe he figured it out or he's just playing good golf that week. Who knows? But he's also coming in, you know, miscut at the Valspar, Bar, 60th of the players, third in Puerto Rico. So maybe, maybe starting to find it because we were playing Nate a lot there for a while when he's yeah. playing good. And then he just kind of fell off for a bit. And that happens. That's golf. Maybe he's starting to get, maybe it's a place he likes. He's gonna get comfortable. We'll have to to wait and see in that regard. Uh, yeah, there's Ben Martin, and that I hated seeing that ownership. I was worried, but I love him this week. He's seventh in my model. Uh, Kramer Hickox, he's 17th in my model. He's $7,100. He's coming in in some pretty decent form 46, 45th, 44th. That's at Corrales, Valspar players, and then a 14th at Honda. So that's at least four straight made cuts for Hickoff. He's missed all three cuts here, though. So, grain of salt type thing. I like the Streelman call as well. If you're talking, like he's almost cash viable. I hate a seven K Streelman to cash, but just the way he makes cuts here, there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, um, at a tricky course, he's 27th at Valspar after back-to-back missed cuts at Players and API. So seven K for Streelman—that's almost cash viable, really is. Uh, then the other guy I have at seven K is MJ Duffy, coming in a great form. 29th at the Corrales, 19th at Valspar, 64th at Puerto Rico, 21st at the Honda. So he's making cuts. Um and I just saw him here. I don't think he's played here before. Uh, no, his will be his debut here, but he's an intriguing one as well. If you want another seven K guy to kind of go YOLO and see what happens. And I like batia That's obvious. I didn't think I need to mention that one. He's just playing great golf. Uh,
1: six K range. What do you like in here? Louis Glover, um, more course history than anything else. Uh, 18th, fourth and 14th in his last three appearances here, which were the last three tournaments. So, Pretty solid. Two straight make cuts for him on tour. Kazuki Higa? Higa. Yeah. I'm wondering. i I'll keep talking. I'm going to look at his
0: ownership because I've heard his name quite a bit. Oh, you have heard his name already. Mm-hmm. I read an article right beforehand by a guy I respect that he's got him in there too.
1: The <clears throat> The model likes him really well. He's been playing, it looks like mostly probably Asia and Japan tour. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, but he's got some European. Yep. Uh, you know, tour starts uh, sprinkled in there. Um, his last two European tour starts were in February and he made the cut in both of those and finished 11th and fourth. So I'm assuming that that's what uh, a lot of the stats are kind of going off of here. So take that for what you'd like. Uh, Kevin Chappell, 6,700 past winner here. Um, he's made three straight cuts on tour, including he's p- been playing the opposite field events the last two times out in his two straight top 16, 16th and 15th. So, Hopefully, Chapel's getting it back. Uh, Nunez I've got checked off. Vincent Norman as well. Matthias Schwab at 6,600. I feel like Schwab is probably another underpriced guy like you were talking about. He finished eighth here last year, coming off an eighth-place finish last week uh, at Corrales. Um, so, I mean, you know, he's there. Uh, Brent Grant is another guy at 6,400 I have checked off. Eighth place last week. Um, if you want somebody at 6,400, I, mean, I don't recommend necessarily getting down in this range. But if you're down there, that's who I would go with, and that's it. Another thing on the uh, Kazuki Higa,
0: um, he's I believe he's won at least once or twice on the Japan tour that I was hearing playing well on the Asian tour. His last two PGA, he played the Sony this year, finished 72nd, so he made the cut at least. That's a promising fact. Yeah, and, and then Zozo last year in, in October finished 36th, so he's a limited. Limited fill event, field. yeah. It was, it was like 70 at the Zozo? Probably. Yeah. Middle, so of the, about pack. middle, middle of the pack. But middle the pack. That's still pretty pack. good, yeah. Yeah. So for his price tag and projected ownerships, less than 2%. We'll see how that plays out. But he's interesting in a feel of this strength. He's not playing with all the big boys. So could be a cut maker. I like the Glover call. course, history form is not bad right now. Smotherman a tough one for me because I like playing him more often than not. Um, but a couple things with Smotherman we're going to talk about here. He's 36th at the Valspar, Park, 35th at the Players. Awesome. But then you look at his history here, 61st in his one event, good. His stats look horrible. It's like a bright pink going across the board. So uh, did you, do you you follow the stat train or do you follow just, hey, there's the results? That's kind of the fun part about this. So 1600 bucks, he could be in play for you. Uh, I have Kevin Chappell, same things you mentioned. Um, I just love his play here in current form. Henrik Norlander is another guy we used to play a ton of. Yes, but he's fallen off the map. But fifty third here last year before I miscut the year before, and more importantly, like when I when I'm in this range, I like a lot more just current form. So what do you got? Twenty second at Corrales, forty fifth of Valspar, fifteenth of Puerto Rico. So similar to some uh, Chapel, he's playing the alt events, finishing well, twenty second or better in the last two alt events. So he he's there. Matthias Schwab eighth last week. I have him as well. Ryan Girard. I'm going back to him at six thousand six hundred bucks because he was horrific last week in Corrales. Horrific. I played him, but prior to that, he was like the you know seventy first of Valspar. And that's because he kind of sucked over the weekend. He made the cut. We knew all the story there. Eleventh at Puerto Rico, fourth at Honda, at sixty six Honda for a guy we've seen you compete in these kind of alti events or smaller field events kind of deal. Or talent wise, I think he's interesting at sixty six, especially off last week. You might get him a lot of low ownership. Michael Kim, twenty sixth at Corrales, forty fifth at Valspar, fifth at Puerto Rico. He's playing well. And then one that I'm actually surprised by the price, honestly, is Carson Young, who 38th last week, missed cut at Valspar, third at Puerto Rico, 29th at Honda. Actually playing decent golf, almost won Puerto Rico until it like the end of Sunday at 6,300 bucks. Um, I think I'm willing to take a chance on that, obviously. Other than that, like if you just want a cut maker, <laughs> Duffner keeps making cuts. He ain't gonna win anything anytime soon. He might not even top 20 anything anytime soon, but he'll make cuts and he just punked it away if you want. I'd rather go Carson Young for the upside at 6,300. All right, let's recap. Before we recap, I want to give uh, some ownership projections since I pulled them up for the people. In the 10K range, Fowler at 20%. Connors at 17.7. Again, these are just projected. A lot can change. In the 9K, you got Seawood at 22.4. So he's the chalk of the chalk. Yeah, Kirk at 17.6. Cooch at 14.5. So Riley at 14.6. Montgomery at 9.3. And Fox at 10.5. So you got that going for you. Uh, ben Griffin in the AK k range is at 13%. Matt Wallace at 15%. Dietrich almost 14%. So that's kind of your high guys there. And in the top seven, 75 to 79. Todd at 11.6. Riot at one. Nick Taylor at 12.4. And then we kind of mentioned the other ones in the low sevens already. And the 6K, there really is no chalk. All right. Recapping. 10K range. If you're playing anybody here, who are you playing?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Connors.
0: I'm going to say Hatton because I'm probably not going to play anybody here, but that's the guy I think wins it if he's healthy. So I go Hatton. Uh, 9K range. Man, that Siwoo Chalk is terrifying already. (laughs) Montgomery,
1: especially at 9%. 9%
0: is pretty awesome. Uh, Since the Chalk of Siwoo, I will go to... Wow, this is not (laughs) good. I will go to Chris Kirk. He's a little less Chalky than Siwoo Kim. Uh, 8K range. Um, I'm going to say Cam Davis. That's a good one. Wallace is chalky. I will go with Nikolai Hogard at 8K. I love that play this week. 75 to 79. It's Aaron Rye. Yeah. yeah. That's almost okay chalk, I'd say, honestly, yeah. in a field like this. And uh, Dylan Wu is in the event, so I'm curious to see his pricey when it comes out because he's not in my model yet. He's been playing really good golf, so I wanted to mention that real quick. Him and Brandon Wu, those guys. And Dylan will probably come in on the 6Ks potentially. So keep him on your radar. Just throwing that out there. But 75 to 79, you said Rye. I will go with – man, this is not a good range. I'm just going to take Rye because this range sucks. Um, 7K to 74. Ben Martin. Yeah, that's that's the play. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of Ben Martin, I will go with Nate Lashley. We get, a, we get a comeback story from Nate Lashley this week. And then if you're punting on the 6K range.
1: I'm gonna say he's Higa.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very intriguing play. And honestly, with the top, the chatter I heard, I figured he'd be higher projected. Maybe it's one of those that comes in like eight percent come day of. We'll see.
1: Six well, K guys are rarely, rarely ever get. Rarely. talk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even if like Mayo, somebody like Mayo talks up in the six K range, yeah. they might get four or five, six percent maybe, but.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna Christian stand Bigfoot. by
1: my word here, and I'm going Ryan Gerard at
0: 66. Like if he blows up again, it is what it is. But at least he's shown. Or it's between him and Carson Young. Honestly, both these guys have shown they can compete, and I'll take that in the 6K range in a tournament. Um, if you're playing cash this week, Jesse, if you have the nerve to play cash this week, uh, where are you starting out? I'd probably
1: go like uh, Cooch,
0: Aaron, Ryan, Ben, Morton. Yes, I go Streelman. Um, so I'm gonna stand by that narrative. Streelman, I like the Cooch call as well, and I like Aaron Ryan. Yeah, also, I'm gonna follow you, but I'm gonna go Streelman instead. But I'll go Cooch and Aaron Rye as well. But tournament wise, how are you going about it?
1: Uh, I like Montgomery, Cam Davis, and Bo Hostler.
0: I'm just gonna stick in the middle, and you guys can go around it. Give me Nikolai Hogard. give me um, Adam Shank at 82. And then give me Benny on at 74. I think Benny on's a good one too. All right. Now it gets dicey. And I saw um, Tour Splits. He's, he even puts out great tweets. Um, he mentioned the past winners here. Like, you either get guys around the 20 to 30 to 1 range, or most of them are past 100. So the average over like the last eight years is um, 109 to 1 is the average winning margin here. So keep that in mind when you're looking to pick this event. Uh, any Anybody on Drafting Sportsbook stand out to you?
1: A couple at fifty there, Hoy guard, uh <clears throat> and Cam Davis. Excuse me. <laughs> yep. And uh, boy, Rye at fifty-five. Yeah, I mean Rye's not terrible. I don't know if he's going to win this event though. Um, you know, Brandon Wu at ninety. Your boy, not bad. Like the Wus are good. They they really are. Like Benny on at seventy.
0: Like he's he feels like he's close to that run we saw a few years back. Like we've almost yeah. seen him again. I can see that. He's injured. One guy I had checked off I forgot to mention because I didn't want to make you laugh at me too much.
1: David Lingmerth keeps making cuts. Just yeah, throwing that well, out there. That's fine.
0: <laughs> he keeps um, making cuts.
1: Dylan Woo's one ten to one. He's right around the same range as like Ash K and them. So he'll probably be like I would say high sixes.
0: Yeah, that's about right for him. And I think that's a great play. He was like I think he was like sixty eight or sixty seven a couple weeks ago. And he was the, the chalk of the chalk because he should not have been down there. And then they keep pricing him down there. Uh, I have his
1: card on Rainmakers. I almost,
0: think. You're yep. gonna get some value this week when you get you a T10 again. So I'll just keep that Rainmakers pumping up for you, my friend. <laughs> Live it up. Uh, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'll play because I love watching golf. It's not. It's not gonna be must see television this week. Must see television is next week, starting on Monday. Practice yes. rounds is must see television. Like every day is must see television. Yeah. But um, and YouTube TV has the multiple boxes. So we'll see how that plays out uh, this week. But any final thoughts for the Valero Texas Open?
1: Um, I don't uh can't wait till next week and uh be really pumped up for, for that. So, pricing should for, I would imagine for the Masters should be out Friday.
0: Yeah, somebody in our Discord I can't remember if it was Dyer or, or somebody else made a great point that usually the pricing's out by like Wednesday or so, but it might be delayed this week because of live in Orlando and having to do pricing with live golfers, Euro golfers, and PGA golfers that are all playing different levels these days is not as easy as it once was. Yeah, so. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how how Live Orlando plays this week on apparently a golf course that most professionals will never play in their life. So this will be fun. Um, and then we got uh, the Valero Texas Open, like you said, the, the Masters. I'm looking forward to the practice rounds because I want to see the interactions between Live and PGA golfers. Like, what's your dream pairing if you could pick one threesome? Well, in, on in, pr-
1: in the practice rounds, they're going to be playing with their buddies. Yeah, with their buddies. But yeah, uh, Thursday, if we could get like. Um, I don't know, like a Phil and Tiger pairing, maybe. Yeah, assuming Tiger is going to play, has he even announced yet?
0: No, I think it's till Friday, but I'm assuming he's playing. I guess pretty much set in stone. Yeah. Um, I want to see like a DJ with a Rory, and you could either throw another well, live guy in there to t- tag team I, Rory, or I would feel some...
1: like you'd have to put like maybe like Patrick Reed and Rory together. That would be good some, too. You know, some no, but they're not. You need to put
0: Garcia that. and Rory because they've been talking crap online against each other. That's the one.
1: Yeah, uh, well, yeah. See, they've all I been just want to see, on Rory. I so. just want to
0: see any live guys paired up. Like, put Scheffler with Cam Smith because when those rumors even began, Scheffler was walking over his line in tournaments and stuff. <laughs> like, let's get some fun here, people. Let's yeah. have some fun in Augusta. Let's do it. So, and more deal. importantly, reporters, do your job, please. That's all we ask. Yes. You have one job. It's called reporting. Yeah, yeah. make it happen. Yeah. All right, everybody, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf God, the podcast, at always press DFS. I'm Matt B. D. Andrew. We'll be back with you guys next week with a big one, as always. But this week, your Valero Texas Open preview is in the books. see the Just when come up.